Why do we try so hard to be liked by people that we don't even actually like? Why do we seek approval from people that we don't actually respect? In today's episode of Bold as Love, I'm going to be breaking down some of the reasons of why this phenomenon gets activated, this phenomenon of trying to be liked by people that you don't actually connect with your own self, and how we can start to reprogram that for our own system so that you get back more of your time, more of your energy, more of your self-respect. You are listening to Bold as Love. I am your host, April Boyd. I'm a psychotherapist, life coach, and breathwork facilitator. And this is a topic that comes up a lot in my conversations with people, is this great discomfort and tension that we have when we are bumping up against moments or situations when somebody's mad at us, maybe they just don't really seem to like us, they don't really seem to understand us. There's something about this phenomenon that hits hard. And, you know, as much as we can say, ah, you know what, it's no big deal, just brush it off, that really skips over the very deep human complexity of relationships and of our social conditioning. One of the reasons why this gets so activated in us, where we can end up kind of operating from this place of feeling really distressed or uncomfortable when we get that sense that somebody doesn't like us or they're upset with us, is because many of us really had the old conditioning that it's actually not okay not to be liked, that somehow that phenomenon in and of itself is alarming and a problem. And as I say that, I can think of like so many classroom and schoolyard situations that I've heard about and witnessed where, you know, collectively we kind of treat the phenomenon of not being liked as a problem to be solved as a repair that needs to be made. And while there might be sometimes a repair that needs to be made, maybe there's been a misunderstanding, maybe there's been a conflict, maybe this is a coworker that you have to work with all the time and so you need to have a certain amount of harmony to make you know, the team function. At the same time, I think we really need to be mindful that we're kind of all adults here now and so maybe it's also just okay that not everybody is going to like us and that we move this out of, you know, this childhood mindset that many of us got implanted with that somehow not being liked by somebody meant that we did something wrong or meant that we were somehow unworthy of being liked, meant that somehow we were flawed or broken. And that's simply not true. There's just such a phenomenon of click. And as I say this, I think about, you know, conversations that I've had with some of my clients about dating and how, you know, if we're not mindful of it, we can kind of get into this place of going into a dating situation with this idea of, you know, do they like me? How am I appearing in this person's eyes? What are they thinking about me right now? How am I measuring up for them? And ooh, that is a dangerous place to be in. 
Because when we're operating from that place of what do they think of me, we've completely forgotten about this much more important question of what do you think of them? What do you think of them? And this applies to dating, this applies to friendships, this applies to work environments, this applies to whether or not you want to take that job offer, right? This question of how does this situation, dynamic or person, feel for me? Is this in line with my values, with how I want to be, with the kind of people that I want in my life? So we really need to flip the focus from this idea of having that spotlight on them. What do they think of me? How do I appear in their mind? And instead bringing ourselves back to, how do I feel about them? And part of the reason why this is tricky to do is, again, when we look at some of the conditionings that a lot of us had, there's kind of this idea that if you don't like somebody, you're being mean to that person. I'm curious how many of you can relate to that phenomenon when I say that, that if there's been times when you've expressed not liking somebody, it's almost like the message you got back is, ooh, don't be mean. And really, I'm not being mean, right? If I flat out just don't click with somebody, that doesn't mean I'm being mean to them. I absolutely need to be respectful and kind with my actions But that doesn't, and my behavior towards them, but that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person for having some preferences about who I jive with, about having some standards for who gets to be a part of my circle, about having some thoughts and questions and intentionality about the circle that I'm cultivating in my life. You've possibly heard of this idea that we become like the five people that we spend the most time with. And while I've never actually officially looked up the research behind this to see how, you know, scientifically proven this theory is, it's something that just resonates as true for me in my gut. And I'm curious if it resonates as true for you too, because I think we've all had experiences where inevitably we shape shift inevitably we become, we rub off on each other, right? This is just a reality of repeated social contact. We rub off on each other. And so I think it's really important to take your social landscape very seriously. And particularly if we've got this habit of trying to be liked, trying to seek approval, from people that you don't actually want to model your life after. So instead of taking this as a sign that somehow I've done something wrong, somehow there's something wrong with me, instead I want you to look at how does this meet the standards and hopes for how my circle feels and operates. This is not about meanness. This is not about judgment. This is about being discerning. My time is precious. My energy is precious. We have one life to live. Do you really want to spend it trying to be liked by people that you don't even like? (laughs) And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person either, 
right? We all have different values. We all have different preferences for what kind of activities we're into, what kind of ways we operate in the world, our worldview, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about others. There's a thousand and one pieces of information and data about us as human beings. So it's crazy making to think that this is always or should always line up with the people that you come into contact with. I remember one time having this realization that I had been kind of trying to create a better fit between me and some people that I was needing to have contact with. It was a situation where I wasn't able to just step out of that. I was kind of locked in. And I remember just kind of noticing, you know, I had been going through this process of kind of putting in time, even when it didn't really feel good, and, you know, kind of trying to shape shift a little bit and trying to make sure that there was lots of harmony there. And then I realized that that was actually just crazy making and really disrespectful of my own self. And I got this picture in my mind of this table, right? And I realized, like, here's what I'm about. Here's kind of what I believe in. Here's the values of how I do relationships, how I treat people, how I expect to be treated. Here's the standard of how I want to feel when I'm interacting with somebody. And this is what I have to offer over here at this table here. So if people want to come and be a part of that, (laughs) if people want to come and participate in that kind of dynamic that I'm about, I have infinite seats available at that table. Everyone is welcome at that table. But I can't leave that table to go walk across the swampy water to come and be somewhere that it doesn't click for me. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it is bad or wrong, but it can be bad for me. This is the difference. You are allowed to have individual needs, your own individual personality, and it's fine. So the cost of hustling for this, right? When this habit of trying to be liked or just simply not allowing that phenomenon to exist, operating from this worldview that actually everybody should like you. Because when we actually look at that, does that even make sense that everyone should like you? There's lots of people who don't like me. (laughs) That's just the basic truth of it. But the people that like me, like me a lot because I'm about certain things, right? So if that's what you're into, we're going to click. And when we look at this, you know, the cost of disconnecting and disowning Here's how I do relationship. Here's what I believe in. Here's what I have to offer. Here's what my standards are for relationship. When we abandon that and go in instead or like, how do I adjust myself to be more likable to you? How do I smooth over this, you know, tension or disconnection that we have? There's times when maybe people are just allowed to not like you. And notice even what goes through you when I say that. Is it possible to step into a new updated model for your life, for your relationships, that some people are allowed to just not like you? That's their right. 
Doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean you're bad. We're allowed to have preferences. So instead, when you're finding yourself, you know, operating from this place of feeling discomfort, feeling upset, feeling kind of rattled when somebody's not liking you, I'd encourage you to check in with this question. Do you like them? (laughs) Do you like them? And if not, maybe it's just like those magnets that when we turn them the opposite directions kind of actually repel each other. That's fine. Go find the people you click with. Go find the people who are genuinely attracted to you for what you are and what you're about. Because otherwise the cost is so huge, right? And this kind of connects with the idea that when we're operating from this place of seeking approval or trying to be liked, you are disowning who you are. So instead of saying, here's what I'm about, here's what I believe in, here's you know what looks like self-respect to me, here's what looks like kindness to me, here's what looks like the boundaries I want to have, how I want to treat people, how I want to operate, when we're not clear on that, then we can end up just kind of hustling for the scraps of what anybody else might have to offer us, right? So it's starting to just look at what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What do you want to bring into your relationships, right? So one of mine is I'm actually an incredibly kind person and I don't have a lot of room in my life for drama or nonsense, (laughs) right? Which doesn't mean you can't go through a hard time. We can't vent about things sometimes, but like that can't be where we live, right? You want to come over on this side of the table? We're really, we're going to talk about our lives, really. We're going to talk about how we're growing, really. We're going to, you know, support each other, cheer each other on, want the best for each other. Come hang out at that side of the table. There is so much room available, but I can't go over and hang out in the land of drama, nonsense, and people that are operating unchecked. And I recognize that that is, you know, obviously a lot of woundedness. But again, you can't make somebody else's woundedness or somebody else's issues be about you, which is what we forget. People don't actually see who you are They see the hologram that they imprint on top of you. They see all their own history, all their own wounds, all their own stuff that gets put on top of the image of who you are. So it doesn't even have anything to do with you so much of the time. So I would love to hear what stood out from you in this episode. And if you found this helpful, please share it with somebody that you think would also benefit from this conversation. I would love that so much. And if you have a topic that you would like to hear about, send it to me and it could be the topic of a future episode. Take care.